Hello beautiful people and welcome to the Invisible to Invincible podcast, helping you find your inner confidence. It's hosted by me, Rebecca Allen, and you can find me on pretty much any social media at Rebecca Allen. Today I am talking to the wonderful Lauren Wheeler, who is a spiritual coach and is currently specialising in embodying feminine divine energy and power. Uh, We talk about breakups today and specifically her breakup and how she's gone through it. If you've not listened to my breakup podcast from last week, do have a listen to that as we do touch on a couple of those topics today as well and feel free to get in touch with Lauren if you want to understand more about finding your feminine energy. So okay um Lauren tell me tell me what you want to tell me. (laughs) So we're talking about breakups um so I guess I don't know actually anything how long has it been since since your split um so it has been since the beginning of September so it's still quite new yeah um it's still quite fresh um but it's it's a funny one because it's like I go through phases with it where there's times where I'm absolutely fine and then there's times where I'm a crying mess and then there's also times where I'm a raging mess and I just want to scream and shout and cry at everything so yeah Oh, there's all, they're all, it's all normal things as well I think it's such a bizarre process and I think it's quite different for everybody and did you end it or did he end it? He ended it. He ended it. Was it, did. did you expect it or was it quite a surprise? No. So, so it, it was one of those that like, we had been arguing for a little bit, um, mm. probably from kind of end of May. So lockdown, it was one of those lockdown breakups <sighs> um, where lockdown definitely got the better of us and it brought up a lot of shit for both of us mm-hmm. and it brought up a lot of stuff that neither of us had kind of faced and unfortunately we kept taking it out on each other rather than trying to support each other um and so we kind of got stuck in this cycle of just arguing um but had anyone asked me a couple of weeks before that there was no way in hell I would have ever thought he would have actually ended it and walked away yeah wow yeah <laughs> I know so it kind of it was a massive massive shock when it happened and it actually happened um over a voice note as well. <gasps> yeah yeah so he um he'd actually gone to visit his family because he's originally from up north um and he'd gone to stay with his family on the Saturday and we got into a little bit of an argument on the Thursday um and he was voice noting me back throughout this argument because he was driving and that he ended our relationship through our voice note so I didn't actually even see him in person (laughs) that is the worst honestly oh and then you had to deal with it on your own without having any sort of conversations and stuff yeah and there was this is that there was no actual discussion or conversation it was a simple I'm sorry I can't make you happy anymore this is done um I've arranged with my dad to come down next Saturday to collect my stuff (gasps) yeah and that was it it was very 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 cold um and it's not what I would have ever expected from him because I didn't think he was like that at all um so it was a massive shock to the system in the whole way that it was done um and it took me a long while to actually process the way that it was done and the fact that so from the minute he left our house that we lived in together um to go and stay with his family I still haven't seen him since that day so I've never seen him since we broke up either wow have you had any conversations since or yeah so we've spoken um and this is where it gets quite messy as Mm. well because we I I'm a I'm a bit of a hopeless romantic 
Um, and we all? <laughs> oh god there's times where I'm like I really wish I wasn't because <laughs> life is so much easier <laughs> um but I'm very good with words as well so I so originally when he when he ended the relationship um I did the typical girl thing of lashing out because I was very hurt understandably and went back with very angry messages to what he'd said um and I actually ended up blocking him on all forms of social media and his phone so we didn't speak to each other for the weekend that we'd broken up. Um, and then on the Sunday, he t- texted me because he'd, I'd only ever blocked him on WhatsApp, um, just to say that he was heading back to his mum's. He's gone away for the weekend, basically, and saying that he was going back to his mum's and that he was coming back down the following weekend to collect his stuff. And he'd let me know what time. And just that regardless of the fact that I'd blanked him out of my life, that he just hoped I was okay. Um, and by this point, I'd kind of calmed down from the initial shock. And I actually wrote him a letter that I emailed to him. Um, and it was it was a very, very, very lengthy letter um, to the point where if you were to put it on like Word or something, it'd probably be like 10 pages long. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, um, but I just kind of poured my heart out. And just, yeah. it wasn't like a comeback um, letter. It was just completely everything that I felt like I possibly needed to say, everything that like I'd observed throughout our relationship, everything that I was aware of in that moment. So some of it was me owning up to things that I'd done wrong. You know, it was calling out on things that he'd done wrong and just also like reliving some of the really good times because this is the thing, like the breakup was such a shock because we were such a good couple. Like we had, up until we started arguing, we had such a healthy relationship. Yeah. And we were so good together and everybody else around this, us knew that as well. Um, yeah, so I wrote this letter to him and I emailed it to him. Um, and to my very, 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 very surprise, he actually wrote me a letter back the next day, okay. which I didn't expect. Mm. Um, and he poured his heart as well, as well. And he also, in his letter, the one thing he mentioned was that he didn't believe our story was over. And that oh, no. one, yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh and he dear. that our paths would cross again um and that I was the love of his life and he would never ever ever find a girl like me again like there's how and how could he possibly move on when he'd left so much of himself with me and he'd said quite a few different things along those lines um and that led me to then ask him to stay mm-hmm. and I actually reached out to him um and said that basically when he came to get his stuff that following Saturday that I was going to leave a box of my stuff for him to take with him so that if he felt like you know we could save our relationship whether that meant him staying at his mum's and we just spent some a little bit of time apart and we kind of saw each other every other weekend or whatever I put together a box of stuff that he could keep near him so that I would always be close to him and I asked him to leave a few things in the house when he moved out um and the Saturday came and he came to get his stuff and I wasn't here um and safe to say he did not take my box Um, and he didn't really leave anything either although he left at one of his hoodies on my bed um and did the typical girl thing of I slept in it for probably like two three weeks after the breakup and cried in it all the time but it's totally fine yeah (laughs) um and we we did speak after that and we had quite a bit of a heart to heart and he basically basically his reasons for ending our relationship were that he didn't believe he could make me happy anymore and he felt very very lost in himself and he had no confidence or self-belief in himself and that he ultimately came to this belief of that 
you know, until he helps himself, he can't be of service to anyone else, which I do respect and I understand that. But the way he went about everything was not okay. Mm. Uh, And we spoke for a few weeks after that. But the problem is, is every single message both ways. So I know I can hold my hands up and say this was wrong of me as well. We're still like, I love you at the end of it with a heart and I miss you or whatever it was. And we were reaching out to each other like he would go hiking and be like, I sat at the top of this mountain and all I thought about was you and the girls. So we've got two dogs. Um, I say we, I've got two dogs now. (laughs) Um, And he would be like, you know, and I sat here thinking about us and and thinking about, you know, there's going to come a day in the future where we do get to the top of the mountain together. And we're all all four of us are going to be sat here. And it was still like, I love you always. And like you three are the most precious girls in my life. And it was all of this. And it basically got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. Um, And I went up to Scotland to get away because I just needed the headspace. And I went for a little break. And when I got there, I actually messaged him um, and basically said, I just need you to leave me alone now. Like I, I can't heal and I help you heal at the same time. Yeah. And but also have these mixed messages of you still telling me that you love me and you miss me and I'm the love of your life, but you're not here. Yeah. Like that's, that, that's a complete and utter head fuck. It, yeah. Like it, it just was screwing with me so much. Um, and then from then, he kind of turned quite cold after that. Um, right. which, you know, is a massive is his coping mechanism. That's the way he deals with everything. But obviously, that then put a massive barrier between us. Um, and every message since then has been very kind of abrupt and short. And he then went on a lovely following spree on Instagram of lots of other women and lots of liking, and which caused me to unfortunately lash out because I felt very hurt by it. Um, and we've had like a little, a few couple of arguments, but other than that, we haven't spoken in a few weeks now. I've kind of, I'm trying to go into, obviously I know about the no contact rule as well and how good it's meant to be for you, but it's not quite as easy as to follow. No. <laughs> um, but I've been trying to implement it and just work on myself. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at really. Yeah. And have you felt a let up in sort of the hard bit or is it still very much in the thick of it? It's... I do feel so much better like I I've really turned back into myself and like been like okay we we got a bit lost here Lauren like now's the time to get back on track and you know I've started working out properly I've started working with a PT I'm eating so much better I feel so much more productive I've started launching my second business um and I do feel really really good in myself and I can actually hand on heart say I feel really happy but at the same time there are still moments where it really hits you and it's all consuming and all I do is sob for hours and hours and hours like a massive release and it's usually moments like that is when I'm getting in bed and it's that whole oh like I could just do with a nice cuddle in bed yeah and the kind of the feelings of loneliness hit more than anything yeah I totally I totally relate to that I think like for me I went from like I I don't know I the first guy I didn't sort of miss him as much but definitely the second it was about him about missing him and then that sort of morphed into missing anybody in terms of I'll take anybody I just want to be in a relationship <laughs> it's hard it's just like we are hardwired for human connection yeah like we are we're, we're, we're here to seek each other out and so when all of a sudden you're you're thrust into this situation which you didn't choose either in my case also in your case with the second guy yeah you know all of a sudden you're just you're, you're reaching out and you're clutching at straws like I went on dating apps and I like <laughs> a couple of weeks ago I signed up to dating apps 
and I ended up going on a date actually mm-hmm. um which was a big mistake because this guy was just there were so many similarities to my ex to the point where I was like oh this is quite scary like it was just one thing after another after another and I started getting more and more and more freaked out the more he kept talking and I was wow. like I can't cope with this and I'm one of those people that's like I'm very into like I believe in the energies of the universe and there was this part of me that was like what is the universe doing is it playing with me is it being like here's everything that Sam had better or no Sam had all the qualities that you were supposed to be with like get out of this situation and I just couldn't I couldn't cope with it um and I literally very quickly I ended the day and I removed myself from all dating apps. And I was like, no, we we can't do this right now. <laughs> yeah, I deleted them, I think, maybe about a month ago. And I'm, I'm going through a sort of a few days now where I'm like, oh, maybe I should get them again. But it's it's taken a lot. And it's like, I've, I never actually managed to get a date out of them. And I've been on them for like months. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I think that was probably a combination of factors, especially as... I think part of me didn't want to go on a date. I think yeah. I was partly on there because I was like, oh, I just want the validation. Yeah. Um, I don't actually want to go on a date. And still now I'm like, I think I've probably got my walls up. And I think I would let anybody in, even though I'm like, no, 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 I'm all healed, I'm all good. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, mm. <laughs> it's so hard, isn't it? Because there's so many layers to it and you think you've healed yourself. And then all of a sudden something triggers you or something comes up and you're like, oh shit here we go again we're back here and you're like oh god but I I think I can relate I think a lot of this was the the only guy that I seemed to connect with enough that it got to the point of him asking me on a date because everyone else I was like conversation would start and I'd be like no 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 I can't I just or I'd be like no they're really boring or they're this I'd come up with every single excuse under the book as to why these people were not okay to talk to um and I knew that I'd rushed this first date because I immediately just felt like overwhelmed with guilt as well really and that was yeah that was really hard to deal with because I was like well hang on a second you know at the end of the day I am single so there is yeah. nothing to feel guilty about but there was still this part of me that felt this like loyalty to my ex of being yeah. like no I shouldn't be doing this I think because in the back of my head I've still had this this overriding feeling of him saying oh our path's not like it's not our journey's not over our paths are gonna cross again blah blah blah, blah. so I'm like does this mean I'm supposed to sit here and just stay single until you suddenly appear back in my life again? Because that is, yeah, that's I don't know how this works. It was, it's, oh, it's so hard. And so the only other thing that, that was probably quite a big thing for us was he actually gave me a promise ring last Christmas. And it obviously was a promise of an engagement ring and a future together. And, and when it ended, he basically asked me and I said that I was going to keep wearing it as almost like a symbol of that we would find our way back to each other and I wrote him a letter to tell him that I loved him for the first time um, because he actually said it first in our relationship and it took me a lot longer and he said to me that he was going to keep that letter in his wallet and it was never going to come out of there and that was again like his symbol of like it's us together kind of thing even if we've got to go apart right now like we'll find our way back to each other um and basically I got to the point a couple of weeks ago where I actually ended up posting it back to him so I uh I put I put the ring in the post with the hoodie that he left when he left and it's all gone and I know that he's got it and an argument ensued afterwards but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) um and I now no longer have a single item 
that reminds me of him anymore. And there's no belongings of his, there's no letters, there's no pictures, there's nothing other than the dog that we share together. It's all gone. Um, and I do feel like since that moment, I feel like a massive weight has just been yeah. lifted huge. And I, I've definitely been purging a lot of the emotion. I've been crying a lot the last few days. And I think it's this whole thing of like, right, we're releasing it all, we're letting it all out. Like this is our time to just let go of it all and to step into coming back to myself now. Yeah. I feel like I'm on this journey of coming home to myself. And I had this real thing of, you're not supposed to be dating right now. It's like I received this message saying, no, boys are not supposed to be in your life. Like focus on yourself, get your career where you want it to be, start living your life for you. And the right person will come at the right time. Yeah. And did you have like, when you, when it first happened, obviously it probably came as quite a shock to you. Um, whereas for me, it was slightly different with the, with the big one. I sort of, I knew I was going to do it. I just didn't know when. Um, did you say to yourself, right, I give myself, you know, I've got, I'm going to be relaxed. I know I've got this healing journey. I'm not going to, or like for me, the second time around, I was like, no, I'll be over this in a weekend. And then I really wasn't. And that's the one that <laughs> took longest. <laughs> I, it was really weird because I, I think because, for the first probably four weeks, I didn't even know what I was doing with my life. Like I wasn't eating properly. I was not sleeping properly. I was crying at every single given opportunity. Um, and because those messages were going back and forth between us where we were, they were still really loving and t- saying, I love you and you're the love of my life and we're going to be back together and all this. That was just such like messed my head up so much that I didn't even know whether or not I was meant to heal, whether I wasn't, whether I like I, I was all over the place that I couldn't even fathom but from that minute where I went up to Scotland and I sent that message of like you need to leave me alone now I was like right we need to heal like this is you need to just I know this is going to take a while because this guy had a huge impact on my life he was probably the first healthy relationship that I've actually had yeah. up until the end um and I genuinely this is a guy that I for the first time in my life I genuinely thought I was going to marry this guy And we were going to spend our lives together. Like, and from the minute I met him, that's how I felt about him as well. Mm. It was like, you know, he just, he came into my life in a bit of a whirlwind. Like it all went quite quickly at the start, but it was so right then. And uh, from the second I met him, it was almost like my body was like, oh, like, this is it. Like, this is what we want. This is who we've been waiting for. Um, And so when I sent that message, I was like, I got so many layers to let go of here like this is going to be some seriously deep healing shit like this is going to be painful and I need to take my time with it because I know it's not just going to be over just like that but then I'd go through a high of being like I feel great like he's done I'm gone like I'm good don't care about him anymore and then one little thing would set me off and I'm like no stop kidding yourself this is ridiculous (laughs) oh it's just it's such a surreal experience like I can relate to even though the first one is a slightly different circumstances but coming out of it a huge part of that first week of grieving was grieving the what could have been and the we you know I had yeah. this whole plan and you know the, the plan that is the danger is that plan that is so <laughs> so destructive that like you have this entire vision for your future like I we had everything planned out we were supposed to be buying a van this Christmas that we were going to do up and we were going to move into it permanently in May and we were going to travel around and there were so many things we were supposed to be doing together and I was like and now I'm sat here in our four-bedroom house on my own being like I don't even know what my future looks like anymore like I don't I don't and I don't know how to plan a future on my own because I've spent so long envisioning it with somebody else yeah 
but I don't actually know what I want in my life and that's quite scary yeah I totally I totally <laughs> get that and I think because you've got dogs as well and I've got I've got a dog yes. and the, my immediate thought was right I need to travel I need to go traveling because it was for me it was just before um all the corona stuff and I was like that's it and then I was like but I can't because of the dog and for a while I felt quite resentful to it I hope she's not listening quite resentful <laughs> <laughs> to her because I was like oh you know I'm sure I could get through this if I just up and run I'm a real mm. runner I'm like I just need to run away and you Never know mind. then it'll be fine yeah and um and then I and I couldn't so and I'm still you know probably I don't know seven eight months in past the first one like still have this traveling dream even though I don't know how I'm going to afford it or <laughs> who's going to look after my dog or anything like that where you can even go currently yeah where to go if we will be able to in the next two years or whatever long. yeah um and it's 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 like what's what do I do now and but we we just talked about sort of doing learning a lot about more of our spiritual past and for me like that's the only thing that's really got me through is my spiritual journey because it's the only thing that's been holding me throughout all of this yeah I can completely relate to all of that so I'm a massive runner as well and I have I I have this deep like feeling in my body of like I just need to get away so the house that we're in we actually rented together so our tenancy ends in January and as of yet I don't actually have a plan but I kind of have this real pull to just sell everything that we like furniture wise and pack as lightly as I possibly can with me and the dogs and travel around Airbnbs around the country Mm -hmm. and just get the fuck away from here because I feel like I'm like I'm always one I've always been one of these people that seeks freedom anyway and the thought of being like stuck in one place terrifies me um so I don't actually know what I'm going to do come then but I have this feeling that I'm going to end up just traveling around Airbnbs like long stay and traveling around the country and connecting deeper with myself on my spiritual journey as well because yeah. it's similar to you that you know that's, that's something that's been huge in my life especially for the last kind of three or four years um and actually this whole year not just through my breakup but this whole lockdown period I wouldn't have gotten through it without my meditation without the books that I read you know without all these practices that I have in place that keep me sane and yeah. keep me on the right track and keep me kind of learning about myself more yeah and one of the things that I found the most sort of shock to the system because my first relationship was was four years I'm not sure if I've actually asked you how long yours was but was the suddenly not having anybody to text I don't know if you can relate to that yeah oh, <laughs> so hard so this relationship actually was only a year so it got there was a lot that happened in a very small place of time but it was so right for both of us but my relationship prior to that was three years and it is, it's like having this person to talk to all the time. And then suddenly you're sitting here and you're like, I can't say how many times I've picked up my phone. There's like no notifications. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I've got nobody to talk to. Like, this is, this is weird. Like just the, the mundane stuff as well. Like how your day's been or what you've eaten for lunch or whatever it is. Like it's all those little things that you would talk to that person about that all of a sudden you have nobody to tell because mm. it's not the same just being texting your friend being like, guess what I ate today? <laughs> like you just don't do that. Yeah, it's funny because so I did a post recently about how like it, that's gotten a bit easier for me. And yesterday I picked my phone up and I had no notifications and I went, oh, <laughs> a sigh of relief. And I was like, whoa, oh, this yeah. is a bit of a change. And it's, it's because I was like, right, no, nobody else to deal with, you know. And it's funny, like I'm now at the point where I'm like, Do you know what? I don't know if I could make time for somebody else in my life. I've got so much going yeah. on. 
um, through choice and all things that are beneficial to me in the long term that I'm like, oh, yeah. do you know? I'm trying to think, right, well, maybe between 8 and 8.30 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> Schedule you in into a tiny bit of time that I have left. It's so true though because I'm I am I think I think about it and I think I am quite a selfish person and not in a horrible way in that I I have to put myself first and I have certain things that I have to be good like I have to stick to for me and actually what I've realized is I really like living on my own mm. and because I lived on my own for two years before my my ex came into my life and then he moved in very quickly to my place and then we moved in here together and as much as don't get me wrong, I loved having somebody else like to share, to wake up next to and all that lovey-dovey shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really like being in the house on my own. I love yeah. being able to get up when I want. I love being able to eat when I want and what I want. And I'm a slightly messy person and he was not in this life. Like he was so OCD. Like that is one thing that really, really clashed on is because I'm just terrible at cleaning and tidying. And I don't care if there's like a throw left slightly not straight because I'm like, it's lived in, it's fine. Um, whereas everything had its place with him. And actually it's so nice to be able to just be like, that's going to stay there until probably next week. And it yeah. doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> and I can just leave a plate on the side and I'll deal with it tomorrow or whatever it is. Like I've realized actually, I really like being on my own and having the space to myself and like being able to walk around naked if I want, or like being able to just sit in the bath for literally three hours if I really want to like yeah it's all these things that I'd forgotten that I really enjoyed about living on my own yeah and I feel like I'm kind of reclaiming a lot of that back and I'm like oh this feels good yeah and it's now I'm like I'm never gonna change now like I don't if somebody else comes into my life then you know I'm sorry but it's my tv that's going on I'm eating <laughs> what I want like <laughs> absolutely yes absolutely we we compromise so much don't we for our partners which there has to be a level of healthy compromise but then when they go again you kind of realize just how much you did give up yeah and how many things you sacrificed for them and I'm like actually you know that's not a way I want to live my life no the right person for me is gonna come in and want to is gonna let me do what I want when I want and in all honesty I actually have this feeling that I'm going to be one of these people that never ever lives with their partner in the future. And I know yeah. a few people that do it and it works really well. And I actually think that that would work better for me that yeah. we have our own space. And so, because ultimately, even if you do live with someone, you never spend all the time with them because you're working or whatever anyway. Yeah. Why do we never need to live together? Like I'm cool with not living together. Like you leave me to my space, let me be on my own and I'll stay happy. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw a video the other day actually on compromise and this woman was basically saying like, why on earth should we compromise how, you know, we've created this, this, this soul and this confidence and this personality. Why on earth should we ever reduce that for somebody else? So I think in my mind, I'm cause I, I literally sacrificed my entire being and I do that for, for love. Like I'm absolutely, oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Take me all, take I'm all exactly of me. <laughs> like my big thing is I always lose myself in relationships. That's what I always yes. say. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> which is why I'm now so like tentative about actually going into one because I'm like right Rebecca yeah. we're not going to do it this time are we <laughs> we've taken a year now to sort of become this person I'm not going to lose it now um and it's like I now believe in if if I meet somebody in the future and I'm literally I'm not stressed about it at all I want to be able to coexist I don't want to have to merge with somebody and like give up half of myself to become two because I think I said in my in my last podcast 
I became an us rather than a me. Um, and I could just not good for anyone. No, no, it's not healthy at all. And I completely agree. And I think I do partly think that this is where me and my ex went wrong. Mm. Is that because we're both people that massively seek adventure? We're very like. Like I always call myself a bit of a wild woman in that I always have to be on the move and like I'm always moving from one thing to another and I, I always have this ultimate like my ultimate feeling in life is I just want to feel free I don't ever want to feel chained down yeah. which is why I'm transitioning to a new business because my current business just makes me feel so locked in and like oh, I can't stand it like it actually makes me feel sick feeling yeah. that I have with it now um and he was very very similar like he's a massive traveler and all of a sudden you know we got together and it was amazing but we then got this four bedroom house and we started living this life and he changed to a job that meant he was in the office Monday to Friday, nine to five and started getting this really strict regimen. And we kept trying to walk the dogs at the same time every day. And I just don't think that that life suited either of us, yeah. but yet we felt the pressures because society makes you feel that way. Everyone makes you feel that way that you have to settle down and you know, you have to start planning for when you're older and all this shit. And I'm like, no, that's not the way my life is supposed to be. Mm. I'm supposed to be someone like I do not work well with structure the second there's structure to my life I lose all passion I lose all creativity I get very bored very quickly I'm somebody that comes and goes all over the place like my dogs do not have a routine they're fine with that like I will walk them whenever wherever like and that's fine like I'm one of these people that will wake up in the morning and be like I'm gonna drive four hours and I'm gonna go and climb a mountain today <laughs> no problem I'll just shove a load of stuff in the car and I'll go like that's me and I think that's the way I've always been like my mum's always said to me um, for anyone that's watching Mamma Mia too, my mum's always said to me, I see you doing something like that, just suddenly appearing on some Greek island in the middle of nowhere, running away like Donna did, and just living this new life, crazy life, and just not, I'm like, I'm not one of these people that's supposed to be held down. Yeah. So for me, like the idea of like buying a house, for example, I don't want to buy a house. Mm. I don't actually see myself ever buying a house. Like, I I don't like the idea of being stuck in one place. Yeah. Having to remain in that box. Yeah. Um, and I think that's definitely where we went wrong in our relationship is that we tried to fit into this box that neither of us fit into. Yeah. And it made us, instead of coming together and being like, actually, let's build a different life that does serve us, it just pushed us further apart from each other. It's so interesting that you say that because obviously I, I own this house. And yeah. again, when this relationship ended, I was like, massive panics. I was like, what have I done? Because I'm the same. I was like, I'm not, I've, I had, because again, I'd sacrificed myself. I was like, right, I'm going to be wifey. I'm going to be the perfect, I'll, you know, settle down. We'll have kids, you know, it's fine. I'm really young, but it's fine. I'll do it. You know, <laughs> I, I just thought, right, let's, let's, I'll fit in this box. And then like, I was like, oh my God, when the relationship enters, oh my God, what am I going to do? I'm, I'm stuck here now. I can't do anything about it. And for a while I was like really eating myself up about it. I was like, what have I done? Why was I not thinking? And it's again with the, with the dog, I was like, what have I done? Um, and gradually over time I have come to terms with it in my head and thought actually I have other options so for me yeah. I was like right rather than sort of going long-term traveling I could do short bursts of traveling absolutely and you know I have turned this house from somewhere that felt very uncomfortable to me and had lots of sort of negative memories to everything is okay this room less so but <laughs> everywhere else <laughs> is is so I feel so in tune with it and I've redecorated in February time and yeah. the whole place now is very me and yeah. I this is my haven it's my sanctuary and I'm that's, that's good yeah and so I thought at the beginning I was like oh no you know what have I done sort of thing and now I'm like I want this to be my 
my base, my base camp. Even if I ended up going away for a year and renting this out, this is my base camp because I feel really comfortable here for the time being. This could all change. (laughs) That's the thing. I think it is something that changes, doesn't it? Because I, I did very similar when it ended with me and my ex. I've completely redecorated the whole house in terms of like, I've moved things around and like, we he had an office upstairs and I have changed that into like my meditation space so it's got my salt lamp in there it's got plants in there it's got all of my crystals and my incense and everything and it's just I oh my god the room I walk in there and I'm immediately like like I just sigh of relief um and everything feels incredible now so it does feel like my home it doesn't like there's not a trace of him left in this house at all anymore and that feels really good like I I don't miss any of that which is amazing but I think still for me there's just this need to move around and I think for me my thing is as long as I've got my dogs and I have like my crystals and the things that make me feel good which are all things that can be moved I know that wherever I am wherever that ends up being in this country or the world I know that I'll be safe as long as I've got those things with me yeah so for me it's just that feeling of like my my dogs are definitely my world like they are yeah and you'll know this as well they're the most healing thing in your life like they they give you a sense of purpose still when you don't want to get out of bed and you've been crying today you have to get up because you have to walk them they need feeding they keep you going and they I think I've learned so many lessons from them in unconditional love Mm. and I'm like actually you know what like this situation is really shit but I'm I'm gonna choose to come at this from a higher place I'm not gonna let this get the better of me I'm not gonna let this turn me cold and sour no matter how scared I am of ever being hurt again in the future I know what's possible and they teach me so much and so like they're like my my thing and they just yeah. as long as I've got my dogs with me I know that I'm safe and I'm okay yeah no I love that I mean my relationship with my dog is very similar um now but at, at the beginning for other reasons as well which which I'll go into we'll, we'll, we can end the podcast we'll have a further chat because <laughs> I've got so much more um yes. but yeah I just oh I totally relate to that so just as a finishing point for the podcast, um, Lauren, would you like to tell people what you do? Because it's so exciting. Oh, well, directly so your way. <laughs> I kind of do a bit of two, uh, two things at the moment. Um, but I currently, I do have a business in the wedding industry. I'm a hair and makeup artist, which is a bit ironic when you're going through a breakup and you're surrounded by people in love. Um, but I'm actually, <laughs> I'm in the process of transitioning. So I'm a certified life coach. Um, and I, my business is very, very, very close to launching actually. And I'm primarily going to be working with women on helping them to kind of reclaim and reharness their feminine energy to live more powerful, pleasurable and passionate lives so that they love everything that they're doing. They feel very, very at home in their own bodies and ultimately just come back to a place of self-love. Amazing. What's your Instagram handle? It is at I am Lauren Wheeler amazing thank you so much for speaking with me staying on for having me